listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verb Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Hey guys, welcome to episode one of Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Um, Today I'm going to talk a little bit about myself and my background and where the podcast is going, how it came to be. So it's going to be a little bit different from most of the other episodes, which are going to be more content and information based, whereas this one is more about just about the podcast in general. But I promise it's going to be helpful for you to understand more about where I'm coming from and hopefully where the podcast is going. Where do I even start? Like I said in episode zero, I am the owner of Verve Event Co., a company whose mission is to ensure its couples enjoy planning the contemporary sophisticated wedding they've always imagined, not just enjoying their wedding day, but also the planning experience too. That's super important to me. Um, My wedding planning company just celebrated its third anniversary, which is super crazy, but I wasn't always a wedding planner. I was always into planning events and creating experiences. I just never thought about it as a career until a really dark and scary time in my life which I'll get to a little bit later. The first event I remember was my 11th birthday. We had just finished reading James of the Giant Peach in school and the movie had just come out in the theaters. I'm probably dating myself, but I thought it'd be super fun for all of us to go play laser tag, watch James of the Giant Peach, go to Fuddruckers. And this place was like, this laser tag place was like 30 minutes away. So I had to ask my parents to, you know, schlep us all in the minivan. But I thought it would be a really great, you know, like immersive experience because we had just read the book and now we're getting to watch the movie. It was my first experience, you know, planning an event that I can really remember. And then in high school, I was a cheerleader and a former dancer. I loved homecoming week. I was super into during homecoming we would decorate each class would have one hallway this is because I went to a small school so there were basically four main hallways and each class would decorate a wing and it was a competition and I got super into it I would got into the theme I got into the whole crafting I was like this is what we're gonna do guys this is our plan most of the years we won just just saying but I was always into organizing things and organizing people decorating so it's no surprise that from my Myers-Briggs personality test I am the console which is often the cheerleader that brings people together and also likes to support people I'm also an Enneagram too which is the helper and for those of you guys that are even more familiar with Enneagram I'm a two wing three which is the host but we'll get into the Enneagram and me on another day also in high school I was really like the reason I ran for a class office was so I could help control what the theme of prom would be. I did not want some stupid cheesy theme. One of my friends wanted it to be Stairway to Heaven and I was like over my dead body. So that's why I ran um, for a class office just so I could help plan prom. So yeah, I really into it growing up, but I never again thought of it as a career. And then when I went to college, I went to a school called Colgate University here in New York and my roommate came to our sweetmates one day my sophomore year and said, hey, I signed 
this all up for a spring party weekend planning committee. And the spring party weekend was a, the week before finals began. So it was like the week before everyone was like cramming and studying hard. And it was Colgate had a big, you know, two concerts and all of the Greek houses and like special interest groups had different events and it was just like a big party so that we could all relax and enjoy before we were all um, studying for exams. So that was my first foray into planning events on campus. And then that led me to really liking it. And then I signed up later on like later that year to be on the activities board, which was called CAB, Colgate Activities Board. So from there, I you know helped plan all of the concerts, all of the lectures, all of the dance group festivals, and like just everything that was basically all of the activities on campus. Again, I loved it. I did all of the signage. I did the marketing. I was super into it. And but in college, I always thought that I wanted a career in writing. I wanted a PR internship which is what I did the year after my junior year before I went to my senior year. And then after my senior year, I graduated and I went and worked for a PR firm in D.C. And it was horrible. We were There were two teams at the agency. I was on the consumer goods team and the girls on the tech team, the tech goods team, kind of took me under their wing because they said that my colleagues had quote-unquote strong personalities So basically, the girls were really passive aggressive and unkind. And guys, I usually get along with everybody. And I've never had a bad experience with people not liking me. Also very difficult for an Enneagram too. So and I've never been a quitter. So it was a really, really challenging time. And I didn't love my job. I kind of came to realize after a couple months being there that I actually hated it. And I dreaded it, which again, is not like my personality at all. I even cried about it one night to my mom. She was I think she was visiting me one time and I was just like crying in her lap because I just didn't know what to do because I was just so overwhelmed. So basically I was flying home for Thanksgiving and I was just thinking about my life and I realized I wanted to quit. Like I actually wanted to quit. And I thought, you know, if I never had to go back to that job ever again, I would not be unhappy at all. Like I think that was like what I needed to do. So after Thanksgiving, I went back and I quit. I gave them my, you know, I gave them my two weeks notice. I think I was very professional about it. But when I quit, the SVP basically threatened me, a senior vice president basically threatened me and said that she hoped I had another plan after this because it was a quote unquote small town, meaning she'd make sure I wasn't going to be hired anywhere. And yeah, DC can be a very small town, I think, you know, depending on like if you are in a specific industries within your industry, but it super scared me. It was awful. You know, I was, how old was I? I was like 22. And I was like, she's right. I'm never going to work in PR in this, in this town again. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) It was like the world is going to be coming to an end. So I went to church and I prayed and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So then after like a week or so, I thought about what I had had experience doing and what I like doing like what can I actually sell like what can I say I've done and I've accomplished and then I realized I had done a lot of I had planned a lot of events so I was like all right I guess I'll try career in events and I saw a position for a meetings coordinator at the American Political Science Association, super sexy. And I applied and I got it. And it was awesome, guys. I was so happy because I was able to organize. I was planning events. And actually, like at my PR firm, I kept asking if there were any events that needed to be planned. I just never thought that that's what I wanted to do until I decided to quit. So I was super happy there and I loved it. it was We planned an annual meeting with 7,000 
thousand awesome political scientists. And it was great for a couple years. Then I was like, you know, it's not as creative as I wanted to be. It was very formulaic every year, every conference. It was kind of like the same thing, just with different titles. So from there, I went to work for the American Heart Association, where I worked for a three-day wine tasting and auction, which was so my thing because I was obsessed with Top Chef at the time. I still am. I was obsessed with food. I love food and wine. I was like, this is great. Like I'm going to learn so much. And I loved it. And there was a gala and there were multiple events. It was more like special events. And I was like, this is great. So I loved it. It was awesome. Basically, I got to be super creative. I learned a lot about food and wine. I got to meet some of my chef crushes. And I was like, this is the most amazing thing in the world. And I loved it. But then again, after a couple years, I was like, the nonprofit world wasn't for me because basically in order to be moving up in the nonprofit, you had to be trying to bring in money, which I get, you know, it's fundraising. But fundraising is not my forte. I like the logistics and the planning and the organizing and the creative side, not necessarily asking for money. So from there, I transitioned to working for a consulting firm where we worked with a lot of nonprofits, government agencies, and corporations on planning special events. And that's where I got to work with some inaugural balls, the American Red Cross, Susan G. Komen, like some really awesome awesome, huge companies. We were at the Kennedy Kennedy Center often. And I loved it because I got to be super creative. I was imagining um, these amazing sets and these awesome productions. But I also got to be in my element, which is on the day, telling everybody what to do, like following my script, checking things off, making sure it's a super tightly choreographed show. And it was just the best. I loved it. I really, really loved it. I mean, I was a workaholic, but I loved it. And so I did that for several years. And then I started to get burned out because I think you're going to talk to a lot of events professionals and they're just long hours. So I started to wonder what I was going to do next because I was like, this is just not going to be sustainable for me and my husband. You know, we're young now, but we're not going to be like this forever. And so at this point, you know, my husband and I had been married for about four years. And then, well, I got pregnant and we had a baby. And you guys, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know, I refer to my kids as my interns. And I decided to focus a little bit more on being a full-time mom. And I really loved it. I mean, I still do. I love being a mother. I really feel like whatever I'm doing, whether it's being with my friends or being with my family or hanging out with my husband or working on my business, I want to be 100% all in, which is sometimes hard because I feel guilt because I'm like, oh, I need to be working on my business. Oh, I need to be hanging out with my kids. You know, it kind of gets pulled in different directions. But anyways, we had our first child and then I so I took some time off and then we moved to New York to be closer to family. And then we had our second child and after he was born, I still loved being a full-time mom, but I was like, you know, I need to use the other part of my brain. I miss being creative. I miss working with my vendor teams. I miss having clients to serve that I get to help and feel accomplishments, you know, working with them and, you know, getting on the day and being super excited and them being super happy, I started my company. I joke because I feel like I think I did it when I started, I made the decision to do it 
when my son was about six or eight months old and I joke that it was because I'd gotten a long stretch of sleep which was like four hours at the time and I was like I just got four hours of sleep I can do anything now sure I'm gonna start a company why not when I set out to start my company I never thought about what it would be like to be a business owner or that it would I would turn into a podcast host and an educator and that I was going to be helping all these different people I just wanted to use that other part of my brain that I had missed using for so long and I knew I wanted to help people. I love my children. I love my family. But I also wanted to have a bigger impact somehow. So in the second year of the company, I knew I wanted to serve even more people than just the small number of clients that I worked with every year. One of the things that I missed doing from working in the consulting firm was teaching the younger associates how to plan and what I would do. It's funny because a couple weeks ago, I had a coffee, like a, a phone call or meeting conference, whatever, with two girls that I used to work with at the company. And they actually are starting their own event planning company. And one of them said, I still sit at my desk in my job today. And it's been like seven years. It's like, I still sit at my desk. And I think, what would Desiree do? in this situation. And when she told me that, I was just floored and I just felt so much, I don't know, it just made me so warm and fuzzy and happy that I got to help somebody and I made such an impact on them. And that's what I want to do. I want to help people plan their weddings. I want people to feel better about their decisions. I want people to to feel like they know what they're doing and to not feel like the blind leading the blind and having all these questions. Like I feel like, you know, having wedding planning should be fun and it shouldn't be stressful. Yeah, I get that it is a big deal and there's, you know, there are definitely things to be stressing about, but it should be enjoyable. And if I am able to help you do that with this podcast, then I'm I'm super happy and excited and satisfied. So anyway, so that's why I decided to start my podcast because I just wanted to help and reach more people. So if you haven't listened to episode zero of this podcast, I kind of talk about it a little bit more. Um, It's a good one to go back to because I talk about what the podcast is all about and who I'll be interviewing and etc. I said also in that episode that I just wanted to share all the knowledge and wisdom that I've gained over the last 13 years. So that's what I'm basically setting out to do in this podcast. I also have a blog, but I love podcasts because you get to listen and multitask and I'm all about being efficient like I, I get it we don't have a lot of time with you know everything that's going on so if you can sit while you're driving and listen to someone and and get, gain value from it or if you're cleaning the house and you can listen to me and you can gain value then I feel like I've done my job so I did start ask the planner as a flash briefing it started out as short one minute clips because I wanted to be able to impart all these little tips and facts with my listeners like you guys just these little quick snippets of like you know this is how you do x y and z but after producing 200 tips I wanted to be able to dig deeper into the why and how of of things. I wanted to be able to explain more fully the answers to a question or why you should do something a certain way. And I couldn't do that in 60 seconds. So here I am. Here is the podcast. It's been revamped with longer format interviews and I'm digging deeper into the content. If you are an engaged couple and you're just starting out planning your, your wedding or you're much further into your wedding planning, I would love for you to hit subscribe and hang out with me every other Tuesday while I dive 
dive into the finer and nitty-gritty details of wedding planning and just get to know you guys. If there's topics that you guys want me to consider, I would love to hear from you. You can go to asktheplannerpodcast.com and submit your suggestions or of people that you want to hear from. But yeah, this is what the podcast is all about. This is what I'm all about. So I can't wait to hear from you. And I really appreciate you listening to this episode. And I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you. 